Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Ella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports, so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing? Nothing. We got you. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the Super Bowl preview with Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. Super Bowl 55, that is. <laughs> Tell him, right? We we never forget that number because it's just five years away from us. And I'm Tay Eric nickel. Taylor, huh? The double nickel. Yeah, man, it's it's hard to believe. So I'm Tay Eric Taylor, and we made it. The NFL made it. And, you know, this has not been an easy haul. Ray and I had some questions about it in the beginning of the season, but we give them a lot of kudos, a lot of credit. Um, and, you know, of course, the RIP for all those that we lost during this crazy time in America and the world. But Maybe Sunday we get to just have a little bit of fun, enjoy some commercials. Maybe you enjoy the halftime with the weekend. I don't think he's worthy of having that quite yet. And enjoy a great game between the the Patriots, Tom Brady and the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting at home, first time ever, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Ray, I want to ask you, We'll start off with the preview, get to the NFL Hall of Fame, and end with the postseason awards. When you think about this game, how big is it history-wise? And, and we know there have been some great matchups, is this the potentially the best quarterback matchup ever in the Super Bowl? Probably top five, but is it number one? What are your thoughts? So I think when we look back in history – it will, it will be number one, only because Brady will end his career with either six or seven titles, and Mahomes will end his career with – I'm on a limb here and say <laughs> – Ten. No, no, no. Let's say four. Let's say, let's say Mahomes ends up with four. Wow. So together, they'll end up with ten Super Bowls, 11 Super Bowls. I mean – the, the, before Brady got his fifth and sixth, we didn't think anybody would pass Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw with four, right? So this is definitely going to be the matchup with the most amount of Super Bowls because I don't think Brady's going back potentially to any more Super Bowls. So his sixth is, you know, the gold standard, and Mahomes the only one that's going to reach it. So, yeah, I think that you're going to have potentially the GOAT of Brady basically because of his accomplishments against the guy who might take his title in 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, like I guess the big news like a week ago or whatever, Tony Romo was like, this is like the hugest game just because if Mahomes ever wants to pass Brady, you know, this is the only time they're meeting in a Super Bowl that he needs to kind of have that one up on him which you could debate and argue, but I mean, it, it, it all plays out fascinating. Um, <clears throat> for me, 
you know, this would be uh, for Reed and Mahomes. They would be, I think, the seventh combination to go back to back for coach and quarterback. And, you know, when you think about Bruce Arians, you know, people kind of forget about him, but his no risk it biscuit mentality, along with his DC Todd Bowles, you know, this guy has been a lifer and his second real stint, he was the interim coach with the Colts and with the Cardinals. But, um, you know, this is a pretty, you know, he's getting up there in age. Andy's like 62. Bruce Arians is like, what, probably mid or late 60s. But this is a huge opportunity for him to cement. You know, he's been respected as a great coordinator for years with Big Ben and, and Manning and all that, but and Andrew Luck. But now this is a, a big opportunity for Bruce Arians. And, you know, I'm fascinated, right? We both know the Chiefs favored by three and a half. The injuries, just to update people, you know, it looks like obviously for the Chiefs, they're missing uh, Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher, the two tackles. But Sammy Watkins is coming back, Le'Veon Bell, uh, Demarcus Robinson and Sammy Watkins, you know, clearing injuries and COVID, whatever. And then on the Tampa Bay Ray, I mean, it looks like you'll have Ronald Jones and Antonio Brown. So we're pretty much a full go. Um, besides those two tackles, how, how much, I mean, as we start to kind of really chew into it, how much of those two tackles do you think going to play a factor? Because that's kind of huge. Look, if Kansas City was completely healthy and they have their whole team, they could win in a blowout. They might still win in a blowout. I'll give you, I'll give you that uh, prediction at the end of the show. But the only thing that's giving me hope as a Bucks fan is the fact that they are banged up on the offensive line and the fact that the Bucks. it's interesting because the Bucks actually do well only sending four, right, on defense, and yet they blitz the fifth most in the NFL. So even though they can send can – send uh, Shaq Barrett and JPP and Adamkin Sue up the middle and uh, uh, you know Devin White even a little bit and and Via. Wait, wait don't forget the guy that came back that was huge for last week that freed up all those sacks against uh, Rogers, Vita Vea. Vita Vea, yeah, he's he's banged up a little bit, but he's playing. He's back. So, yeah, he's the, good. The, the the good thing about that is he's got a lot to work with Todd Bowles, right? He can blitz. He can send four. Ultimately, I think that's where the game is, is won or lost, is the, is the offensive line of the, uh, the banged-up offensive line of the Chiefs against that defensive line and then in the secondary, right? Those two levels are going to be where the game is won on that side of the ball, right? It, it literally comes down to that because uh, we'll get into the specific numbers. But I'm worried for Chiefs fans because they're not at full strength and it gives the Bucks defense an opportunity to come with four or to blitz. So uh, I think injuries will play a part. Well, one thing that I like, I mean, obviously, look, I mean, you look at it, Mahomes, um, <clears throat> you know, 38 touchdowns, what, six picks, 4,700 yards, Brady, like, you know, 45, 4,600 yards, 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. These guys had great seasons, you know. I, my thing is this. We know the weapons, 
I think both sides have superior weapons. Um, but you said it. The key man for me is Devin White. Him and Levante David, which what I love um, to really win a, a Super Bowl defensively, you know, especially when you're playing against a high-powered offense, you really need linebackers that can go sideline to sideline. And I think these guys are athletic enough that they don't have to bring a safety up for Kelsey that one or both of them could help bracket. And, and, and with Kelsey, you can't let Kelsey go clean off the line of scrimmage. You have got to hit him, disrupt his route. Don't let him get started. He doesn't want to get physical. And I think Todd Bowles, whether it's, you know, no risk it, no biscuit blitzing or just being aggressive, because I think if you throw them off their timing, now, of course, the problem is Patrick Mahomes, this guy's a great athlete. And while he's running full speed, only like him and Russell Wilson can like run so fast and then still throw a dart 15 yards down the field on a slant to Watkins or Miko Hardman or to Kelsey or, or Hill. I mean, it's almost unfair, right? He's like a video game, right? He's old school Tecmo Bowl, right? Um, but I, I, I had to bring it back. Yo, but I really think um, they do have a lot of speed on this team that, you know, gives them a shot to not only stay competitive, but, you know, maybe shock the world. And, and some people don't think it's a shock. I mean, I think the one thing I would say, pound for pound, player for player, Tampa Bay's got an overall better roster. I just don't think their elite players are as elite as the special players on, you know what I mean? And let's not even forget Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew on the Chiefs, that Spagnola. He's beaten Brady before, right, Right. I mean, this guy knows how to do it. He does. He does. It. And Brady's flaws and Brady's weaknesses, you know, are the same as they were 10 years ago and the same as they were 20 years ago, right? It's not like he's evolved. He's become better and he's become smarter, but he still doesn't like blitz. Uh, uh, he's actually okay. He actually, believe it or not, he's decent against the blitz. He doesn't like to be taken off of his spot. He doesn't like to be rushed up the middle. He doesn't yeah. like to have to throw on the run. Um, what's interesting about Brady, though, is he's been doing much better second half of the season throwing the ball downfield. So he might be able to beat you, and this is the best set of receivers he's ever played with. And to have Scotty Miller, Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans, that's pretty scary. You know, those guys are all guys that – you know, each one brings different qualities, right? I don't know what happened to, to uh, Chris Godwin's hands the last couple of weeks, but he's a, definitely wow. a, a great receiver with great hands. Scotty Miller's got crazy speed. Mike Evans is a complete package. You know, he's big and strong and, and got good hands. And, of course, Gronk is Gronk with all of his experience and all of his savvy. So, you know, Brady might be sitting there like, okay, you're going to blitz me. He might get me a few times, but uh, – my four guys can get the ball down the field and, uh, you know, make you pay. So my concern is the weather, you know, people maybe, and I'll say this, like, you know, it's not snow, so I don't think it slows you down. Could have some fumbles, you know, tips, turnovers, um, maybe an advantage to the offense in terms of footing, you know, if the wide receiver knows where he's going compared to the corner who doesn't. Um, cause it could be a lot of rain. Um, so that, that could play a factor. I don't know if that would keep it in the twenties or still allow it to be in the thirties, but that's just, 
you know, some food for thought. Do you want to start to really get into to, to making the picks, or do you want to jump yeah, into? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. Jump. I think um, I think that look, I look at the precipitation. It looks like it's a seventy percent chance of rain uh, on Sunday. Yeah. Obviously, we'll know more probably tomorrow. But um, I guess we got to think about how that affects how that affects both sides of the ball, and is the, does anybody have an advantage in the rain? Um. The rain could slow down some of that speed, um, you know. I, I think both teams, it's so funny because both teams, they mirror each other in the sense that you have two good running backs on each side. Edwards, Alaire, and Bell can run. And Jones, who's starting to get healthier. And Leonard Fournette is remembering, like, his old LSU days, and he's looking kind of young and spry. So I think that that's, you know, that's a factor. So – Let's get into it, and then we'll save the NFL awards and stuff for the end. You know, I'll say this. I've been going back and forth the last two weeks, and I've, in my head, envisioned the game and how it plays out. And I, I, I really see and have a case for both teams to win. Obviously, you know, I've got to favor Patrick Mahomes because even when he played bad in last year's Super Bowl, bad for him, is still better than average for most. And he doesn't need to play good for four quarters. He might just need two or three possessions and he'll put up 21 points in like five minutes of game clock. And so that's the one thing. It's interesting that you say that. Let me cut you off just for one second. I was thinking this right before we went on here, that you could even go back three years, three seasons to when, they basically lost to the Patriots in overtime because they lost a coin toss, right? You, you got to figure yeah. the, the team that got the ball first would have won and would have gone to the Super Bowl. So that could have been them. But even that season, if you think about it, the Chiefs, they went, what, 2-1 and one that season, 3-0 uh, and oh the next season, and now they're 2-0 and oh this season in the, in the postseason. And they really haven't played 60 minutes of good football. They've only played – 40 minutes of good football, 50, you know what I mean? They haven't put right. together a That last year, that game. second half against Tennessee, or second quarter and second half. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it's fascinating. Houston, Tennessee, yeah. They, they, the, yeah. Obviously, the Super Bowl against Atlanta, they really haven't put together. Now, you could argue that's a sign of, of weakness, but you could argue that's also intimidating when the team you're playing doesn't have to play its best game. And doesn't have to play his best game for 60 minutes. No, that's why it's funny because I hear people, you know, talking to different friends. They're kind of not hating on Mahomes, but people are tired of the hype for this kid. And I'm like, no, 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 don't get it twisted. He's not even hyped enough. What we're seeing, it's like we're seeing young Jordan. And so sometimes it's hard for people to grasp history while it's happening because he's going to actually get better when the game continues to slow down for him and just actually, you know, film and experiences, right. To see every defense, to see everything like the kid still hasn't played his best game yet. And that's, what's so insane. So anyway, I'm going to say this. I do think, both teams will try to run it a little bit more than they normally do, but they won't stick to it. 
I'll say that Tampa Bay, you know, maybe 20, 22 carries, Chiefs 15 to 17, you know, and we'll see how that plays out. I expect Tampa Bay to blitz, but I expect Tampa Bay to really try to double cover Tariq Hill and Travis Kelsey and tell Patrick Mahomes, you, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, Miko Hardman, Bell, and Edward Zelaire have got to outscore us and beat us. And I think that's their best strategy. You know, you, you've got you've to figure out a way you know, to anticipate and read, you know, whether they're running, they don't do so much play action pass, but, you know, if you're going to keep the safeties back, if you've got one safety, you know, maybe coming up to help out with Devon, uh, Devin White on Kelsey, and then, you know, a corner or two, you know, helping. Cause what, what's so good is that they can play four up front, two linebackers, and then, you know, five secondary or three linebackers and four secondary. You know what I mean? They, they can play around with their, you know, nickel and dime defense. And I think that's their best case to keep it close. I think the Chiefs are going to actually start off kind of hot. And I think we're going to have a classic Super Bowl. I'm looking for Patrick Mahomes to throw for four touchdowns. I'm looking for Tom Brady to throw for four touchdowns. Um, I think Gronk gets a touchdown. I think Sammy Watkins gets a touchdown. I think your regular guys, you know, Kelsey and Hill, I'm even throwing in a safety for the Chiefs. A safety, Ray, okay. I think when it all comes down, I think it's going to be surprising because I don't think the Chiefs are going to blow them out. And I think that Vita Vea, Shaq Barrett and Dama Kinsu and JPP along with Devin White and Levante David, that front seven, they are going to play enough of a factor to keep the game close that when they are down 33 to 30, Tom Brady is going to have the ball with about ah! 126 <laughs> left on the clock. Okay. And I think it's Thomas Edward Brady, if I'm not mistaken, is going to, for the ghost of New England and Bill Belichick, he is going to drive down the field. He's going to do a Joe Montana. He's going to find, uh, what's his name, in the the audience, right? Didn't Joe Montana? And by the way, that was 85, right? That was the last time that a, a team even played close to their home stadium, right? Because the, the Niners played in Candlestick, and that game was played at Stanford. So that's like 15 miles away, so it's not you know, almost your home stadium. Right, often. Uh, oh, no, but, the, but, that, no, but that, that was a different game because, remember, the game where he saw – Oh, sorry, um, that was 85, right. That was 85. Sorry, that, that was the Bengals game. Against, that was Montana Bengals. That was against Bengals, Marino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the drive down the field was against the Bengals, right. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that's right. In 81 and 85, and I, yeah, they beat the Bengals. Sorry. And I think Tom Brady is going to get down to about the 44, 45-yard line. <laughs> and Tampa Bay is going to walk off with a game-winning field goal to shock the world and beat what? the Kansas City Chiefs 34, wow. 33, 
and all the Taylor family in Tampa, Florida will be screaming, Go Bucks! My cousin Bridget, Go Bucks! And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going I don't to, believe it. I'm telling you, okay. I, everything in my mind says Chiefs, and the Chiefs could easily win 38-27. But there's something in my heart and my soul that is saying everyone not only wants to play their best game and win it for Brady, but these guys, they want to submit Grunk, Antonio Brown, Fournette, Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, Bruce Arians, Vita Vea, Indomitian Sue, JPP's got one, Shock Barrett, Levante Davis getting old. These guys want to get jewelry for themselves, for their own legacies, and for Tom Brady to get one without Bill wow. Belichick, and I'm wow. telling you, it's already written, 34, 33, Tom wow. Brady. And, and, and the funny thing is he should retire and just walk off to the sunset, but the guy is addicted to the game. He is one of the ultimate competitors in, in, in You think he's going to try to go with John Elway and try to go back-to-back back and then retire? He, he <laughs> He will play at least another year, if not two. You will have to pull pull and rip the jersey off him, or Giselle will have to slap him and say it's enough. But they love Tampa. The family loves Tampa. He's rejuvenated. He's happy. Well, they're in Derek Jeter's mansion, so they're living long. Yeah, he's not stressed. And the Jeter, guess the Jeter is going to rub off on him. And he wow. is going to play. Not that he needs play. it, right? And, and, got right, right. Brady's and, got and also, both, right. <laughs> both teams, Patrick and Brady, both will throw an interception. The Chiefs will get a safety, a field goal, four touchdowns. And the Buccaneers, <laughs> touchdowns and two field goals. They win 34-33. Wow. Hey, wow, wow, hey wow. Is out. Bucks win the Super Bowl. Wow. So I, yes, I'm watching a different game. I'm watching a different <laughs> game than you. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not on, I'm on CBS and you what you watching it uh, Romo on uh, CBS Plus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it, it comes to me down to Todd Bowles, right? And Todd Bowles' execution. So ultimately you said it, the front seven, but it's actually the front six because they are going to go five in their secondary all game. Yeah. Yeah. And if you remember in week 12, Tyreek Hill went for 200 yards and three touchdowns because they got, they, were, they got a little too confident and Todd Bowl left one safety back there. He didn't want to get eaten up on the run and with Kelsey up the middle. So he said, you know what? I'm going to leave one safety back there. And he got absolutely thrashed. And he learned his lesson from that. Right. So they're going with the old Tampa 2, too high. They're going to stick two safeties back there at all times, which means that they're going to want the Chiefs to beat them slowly, like uh, Roberta Flack, the killing me softly. Uh, (laughs) They're going to have to matriculate the ball down the field. Now, Patrick Mahomes is number one in the league against the Blitz. So Todd Bowles better be careful because he likes to blitz. He blitz. They blitz at almost 40% of the dropbacks they blitz. Just be careful. If you're going to blitz, you better get to Mahomes uh, or at least force him to 
to throw the ball underneath so you don't get beaten over the top. So I think ultimately it's going to be Todd Bowles' schemes, Todd Bowles' adjustments, and I wonder, I wonder, I'm, I'm playing something in your head because you're old enough, we're the same mm-hmm. age, I wonder if in week 12 they purposefully didn't make any adjustments. Yeah. Thinking to themselves, you know what? If we make the Super Bowl, it's difficult enough, right? You got to beat the Saints at the time, right? You got to beat the Saints. You got to beat the Packers. You got to beat, you know, whoever coming out of the NFC. If they win the NFC, chances are they're going to meet the Chiefs, right? So remember that year? I think it was the Washington Redskins where they had a trend and it was like, you know, I forgot what play it was, but they ran the play once or twice a game and they ran it every single week. Sometimes it was successful. Sometimes it wasn't, but in the Super Bowl, they did like the opposite. So instead of having the, you know, the receivers go down on a slant route, they, they did a, a, a skinny post and they set up at the time. I think it was the Redskins were playing. Oh, I don't want to remember which Super Bowl. I think it was the Broncos. They set them up because they had set up this trend all year, all year, all year, and then they boom, they broke the trend. So I wonder if Todd Bowles sort of said at some point to Bruce Arians, like, "All right, let let them go. Let them let my let my guys see if they can handle them one on one. If we get a chance, we'll meet these guys again. But we don't want to reveal all the cards in the deck. I'm just throwing it out there." So no, I, I agree. And plus, remember, some of the corners were hurt. They didn't have, yeah. uh, was it Davis or That's even or, more or reason team. to give them safety help, right? Yeah. That's even more reason to not let Tyreek Hill beat you. It's one thing if they beat you, you know, with Edgers. Ray, his, his speed is undetermined. That guy's speed yeah, is undetermined. undetermined. Uh, by the way, <laughs> as a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, and to all our people uh, in Pittsburgh and Steeler Nation. If Le'Veon Bell against Antonio Brown, Wait, either one of my say, guys. How do you feel that Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell, two of the killer bees, are going to get that a title? One of them is going to get a title. And this is the thing that's hard, right? Now, you know, all jokes aside, you're a Cowboys Jets fan. I'm a Steelers Jets fan. Tampa Bay is my third favorite team just because my father was from Tampa and I've got family down there and I've been rooting for them for years. You know, I even you know, was rocking my Tampa Bay jersey today. I'll save it for the game. But, you know, I, to me, I feel that the Steelers made a blunder and should have made and kept everyone together and they'd be in this game last year or the year before. But things happen, whatever. Both these guys have had their issues they got caught up in their egos, whatever happened, happened, but they're both to me, borderline hall of fame players. And if either one of them can get a super bowl and kind of revive themselves for like two more years and put up some numbers, then the winner bell or Brown could have a shot to one day make in the hall. You know, it looks like bell slowed down a little bit more, but it's just hard to tell because he hasn't, Really, you know what I mean? He hasn't really had the chance to tote the rock 20 times a game. But you're right, Ray. It's fascinating. But go ahead. I want to hear the, the rest of your, your pick and stuff. But I am happy for right. both of them. Yeah. So one of them is going to put a ring on his finger. So here's the thing. So I said Todd Bowles, his schemes, what he can do, that front four, 
those linebackers, the six, uh, five, so the five defensive backs, two, two, uh, two safeties. Yeah. I don't see the Bucks coming back. So if the Chiefs get out to a big lead and they force Brady to throw the ball and be one-dimensional, I don't think the Bucks, despite those four receivers, despite that prolific uh, Brady experience and Evans, Godwin, Gronk, and Miller, I just see them coming back and playing from behind. So the Chiefs, to me, are going to want to get out to a lead, and then they'll be able to unleash the hound on Brady. Remember, though, Buccaneers do create a lot of turnovers, and Mahomes yes. sometimes can get a little sloppy. Sometimes. And, and that's where the rain might come in, right? He is naturally confident. He throws the ball with all these arm angles. He's he a gunslinger. can get out of the pocket. He's a, you know, his father, Pat Mahomes, a baseball player, right? He's got that baseball mentality. I can, put, I can fit the ball in any window, and for the most part, he does. So that's one of the ways the, the Bucks win. So if you ask me how they win, they need to keep the game close, uh, take the air out of the ball a little bit, but they still need to be willing, ready, willing, and able to open the game up because I think you're right. Kansas City scoring in the 30s. So if you're going to yeah. win, you have to score in the 30s too. Yeah. Uh, and I think the, ultimately, even though they might try to play, you know, the 1991 Giants where they – had the time of possession. They can't, A, it's not Aryan style and B, their offense is not, they're not dynamic enough. Their run game is pretty basic. They pull a guard, uh, you know, their, their run game. They is have the best rookie offensive lineman though. That kid, Christian Worth is a beast. Yes, he is. There's a great draft. Day. One I wanted He's the nice. Justin Giants to take and they, he dropped all the way down to them. I was like, you know, come on. He's nice, but I think ultimately it comes down to these guys. Again, Dean, Davis, Murphy, Bunting, Antoine Winfield. The, the secondary uh, of the Bucs is going to have to stay with, the, uh, stay with this explosive Chiefs offense, and I don't think they can. I think ultimately the Chiefs get out to a, a good start. I think they get up on them 14-3, 14-7, and then ultimately the Bucks can never catch up. I like the Chiefs to win the game relatively easily. I think they win, I'm going to say, 37-26. So they win by 11. They control the game from start to finish, and ultimately Brady just doesn't have enough juice in that arm and with that offense. And the Chiefs just go Wait, back to back. You say Patrick Mahomes is, is, is Omar Epps? He took the juice from Tupac? He got the juice now? <laughs> he took the juice. He's taking the title. He wants to be the GOAT. He wants to go back to back. Think about this, too. At age 25, he's oh, going to enter that elite category of two Super Bowls and an MVP. Something that only, what, three or four people have ever done and the people that have not done it include Brett Favre, include Aaron Rodgers, include Drew Brees, include, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? include uh, uh, even Eli Manning. He's got the two Super Bowls, but he was never an MVP. I mean, he's a Super Bowl MVP, no. but he was never a league MVP. Uh, yeah, Patrick, uh, no, Patrick, 
with this. This is his coming out party. Not from not from a, he's not great and he's not the NFL, but he, this he is wins this game. And right, you it's a legacy game. About him. You got to start talking about him as goat potential. Uh, if Brady wins the game and he puts seven Super Bowls on the board to only three losses, ooh, he might be the no. goat squared. He might be two. No, it, 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 it'd be kind of insane. And what's fascinating, though, I think, is that um, the Chiefs' defense doesn't get enough respect. They're going to definitely play tough. I think both these defenses will have their moments. We'll see some turnovers. You know, I predicted the two interceptions, but you're right, Ray. Like, they're, they are, both teams are here because they have special players. Chris Jones is special. Tyron Matthew is special. Levante David has been special for a long time. Devin White is special. Nindamakan Sue is older, but he still needs to be double teamed like Aaron Donald. He's still got special moments. He doesn't, you know, do it for a whole game. But JPP, Shaq Barrett, they, these guys, you know, this is, um, it, it could be a, a classic tale of the tape. And, you know, I say this, like, I wouldn't be shocked either way. You know what I mean? My score, your score, or, you know, if, if I saw the, the you know, the, the Chiefs win, like I was saying, it, I would have uh, 37-28, you know, just nine points. But, Either way, I think the fans are going to be in for a treat. It's going to be classic. And Can I just say, I read a stat. I think you'll think this is funny. So there's okay. going to be 25,000 fans in the stadium and a lot of healthcare and first responders. I think yes, that's awesome. and that's a beautiful day doing 7,500. 7, What's that? 7,500, right? But, but think yeah, about this. 2,500 fans in the stands, 30,000 cardboard cutouts. There's going to be more cardboard cutouts than No, fans. but you know what? I don't believe – I think uh-huh. they're lying, and I think we know Florida's got lax with the law. I bet you, you – I bet you when, when it's all said and done, there's going to be like 40,000 fans in there. So I'm you're saying you. that fans are going to hide behind the cardboard cutout and cut out like a little eye so they can see the game? Listen, every uh-huh. – funny thing – Funny things happen in Florida every day, right? It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be, you know, more fans in there than they admitted to actually being in there. Trust me on that one. I think the Tampa Bay fans, though, my cousin has season tickets and she's upset about that they're not allowing them to shoot the cannons when they score, only at the end of the game. So, you know, uh, okay. it's supposed I to mean, be like I a get it. Field. Look, it's supposed to be a neutral field. Yeah, and yeah. it should be. It should be. I think no, it really no, no. Should I, be a I agree with field. you. So let's talk about this Hall of Fame since we know that, you know, this game has got, I mean, you've got potentially eight, maybe eight Hall of Famers between the Chiefs and the Buccaneers playing on this field. You know what I mean? So maybe more. Maybe more. This 2021 class. So the new guys, right, are not only five get in and then two. Um, out of the three, um, you know, older contributors or whatever, old retired players, coaches, whatever. So, but you've got Manning is a new, you know, opportunity. Jared Allen, Megatron, and Charles Woodson, right? Then, you know, you've got some guys that have been hanging around. We've talked about it. John Lynch, so many years. Um, Rondé Barber. Tony Baselli. Um, our boy, um, What's your boy? Leroy Butler from like 18 years ago. Alan Fanica. 
uh, Tori Hope, Reggie yeah. Wayne, Clay Matthews, Sam Mills, Zach Thomas, which <clears throat> to me, Zach Thomas should never be in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. He's not. He was a very solid linebacker, but no, nah, he's not a Hall of Famer to me. Uh, Richard Seymour, who's been disrespected, who's a, a freaking a beast, right? Um, so there, there's a bunch of different guys. I think the old committee will see Tom Flores, right, who should have been in years ago, Raiders coach, um, you know, first Latino uh, coach to win a Super Bowl, uh, just a great uh, coach and leader, um, a former quarterback. And then your boy, Drew Pearson, who got disappointed and disrespected a couple of years ago. I mean, right. When you think about Drew Pearson and Tom Flores, come on NFL, like see the NFL and baseball has this issue too, but I mean, there's just some guys. Drew Pearson was the president of the 88 club. He was, you know, he was better than Tony Hill and Bru- and um, your boy, uh, Billy Joe Dupree. He was the number one receiver for Starbuck. I mean, how do you not have, does he have one or two rings? No, he has two, right? Drew Pearson? Yeah. Yeah, two. So with Starbuck beating, um, beating, was it the Broncos? and 71-76, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's hard to believe. So I think Flores and Pearson will get in. Um, I'll give you my five. I don't think Jared Allen gets in first ballot, Ray. I think he's special, but not special lure. So I think he's got to wait because there's some other guys deserving. First ballot, I think it's going to be Manning. I think Megatron and Charles Woodson. To me, the three of them are no-brainers. Yeah, they were all superior. I think yeah, you superior, can't special. The only problem is about Megatron, where I could see maybe somebody tries to hate because he what, was in nine or ten years, and he never won. You know what I mean? He never won anything, but he was at a poor franchise. He had Matthew yeah, Stafford. Yeah, neither did Barry Sanders, and we all know how special yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, Megatron was was so dominant and so I got to believe that he would get in. And then the other two, this has been this has been yeah, difficult. Eight seasons. I, yeah, I think they're gonna put in one of the receivers, and so I think it's got to be Torrey Holt. He's been waiting longer. I think he's deserving. He's got the chip like Reggie Wayne. But Torrey Holt was so smooth and so, you know, Isaac Bruce got in, uh, was it not last year, two years ago. I think it's time for Torrey. So I think he'll be the fourth. And then number five, I was like, oof, okay, the defensive guys, you know, maybe it's John Lynch's turn or Rondé Barber, maybe Sam Mills. I actually think, Ray, they're going to go with the O-line. And so I was like, wow. And then I thought about Seymour. He's so deserving. And the Patriots have been very so disrespected, right? Um, but to me, I, I got to give it to Alan Fanica. I think his dominant wow. okay. Steelers and the Jets um, is one of the, the best, you know, guards and, and just a do- dominating player for, for a long time. Remember, Baselli, he was great, but it was less years. And he he didn't he doesn't have like that, you know he like Fanica blocked for the bus and got a ring like I I don't I don't see where Bostelli like his impact was felt on the field of domination you know Brunel and those guys were good and of course Keenan McCardell and and, and the other Jimmy Smith. 
But um, so I'm gonna go with Fanica. Who who you who you think's your five? That's interesting because I, I take the opposite. I take Baselli over Fanica. I think they both should okay. be in, but I think this is finally the year that Tony Baselli goes in because you know he, okay. he really anchored that Jacksonville Jaguars offense for a a, a long you know. He he had he was injured he was banged up and so that's that's probably what's keeping him what's keeping yeah. him from being just a, a shoe in. Um, so let's start from the top. I agree. Peyton Manning, absolutely no argument. Charles Woodson, absolutely no argument. Calvin <laughs> Johnson, you know people might be a stickler about longevity and how many years he was dominant, but guy was you know he's not. Yeah. <laughs> He's, uh, you know, no words. Can, can he's talk Megatron. About I mean, that, that's Megatron, right? I mean, you know, he and Randy Moss are probably the two most unbelievably physically talented, you know, you just look at them and you're intimidated uh, type of receivers, yeah. right? Dif- for different yeah. reasons. But Calvin Johnson, right, that's a story at the Combine where he decided to run the 40 and he borrowed somebody's cleats and yeah. runs like a 4-2-7-40 in somebody else's cleats. Like, yeah. What? I'm 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 the man. Um, so yeah, so I got those three for sure. And then the question is, wouldn't it be lovely if Reggie Wayne would get to go into the Hall of Fame with ah. Peyton Manning? I don't think it'll happen, but wouldn't it be lovely? Zach, like you said, I could see the emotional thing for that. Maybe you could see it. Okay, uh, Richard Seymour. I think, you know, really still underrated. Um, John Lynch is trying to, you know, get in there. Tory Holt is trying to get in there. But I think that it's those three. So it's Woodson, Manning, Megatron. And I think that you give Tony Baselli the love. And I'm going to say Richard Seymour. I'm going to say his years in New England and even at the end of his career in Oakland, I think he goes to the Hall of Fame. And this is one of those years where, unfortunately, for you know these guys like Rondé Barber and and you know my guy Baselli and your guy Fanica and Holt and Reggie Wayne, it's very rare that you get three first ballot Hall of Famers you know at the same time. So this is just one of those years where you can't right, really no. argue you know Megatron Woodson and and Peyton getting in. So they'll just You're have right. to wait another year. But all, all worthy. I mean, I think all of those guys are worthy of consideration, and most of them eventually will get in. I think Sam Mills may not. Um, I think John Lynch may not. Zach Thomas may not. I, Rondé Barber. Rondé Barber might get in, in next year. His I th- stats. I think Rondé. You know his stats, Ray? He's insane. Not just the years, oh. but interceptions, sacks. And like he's sacks in too. Sacks too. Yeah. For a little corner. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No, he he had a great career. Yeah. He was uh, very, I think, underrated. You know. So I, I I think he's deserving too. And I still believe. And I didn't see if he made the final fifteen. I know he was close. Rodney Harrison. Because when you talk about no, Patriots, he didn't make the final fifteen. Yeah. See, and that's my problem. He, to me, that dude between the Chargers and Patriots. He was one of the best safeties in the game and one of the most hard-hitting. Now, yes, people felt he was dirty at times, but he was brilliant mentally. He's still involved in the game and broadcasting. And it's just hard for me to believe that, you know, like Leroy Butler, like 
Harrison is way better than Leroy Butler. It's not even a competition. Yeah. So I, I think they, they've got to fix that and get that right. He was one of the best safeties we've seen in a long time. So, But you make a good point. Maybe I, I'm underestimating the fact that they might not do two receivers and Torrey Holt might have to wait another year just because of Megatron. But, you know, at the same time, I know that they, they're worried about the backlog because you've got a lot of guys with stats coming up, you know, so we'll see. But you're right. If 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 that's the case, then yeah, it, it might be Seymour and one of the one of the old linemen, you know. So so let's talk about these awards, man. I mean, it's pretty it, it's pretty clear. I mean, the one thing that you know for me, Rogers is MVP. Offense comeback is Alex Smith. You called that at the beginning of the season. I went with Big Ben. I mean, Alex Smith is the obvious, and God bless him. Seventeen surgeries, but not just that. Not only did he play. But he helped them get to the playoffs in the worst Play division in, in playoffs in years. But give Alex Smith a lot of credit for just the human being, the fortitude, the man, the father, the husband. He deserves, like, comeback and man of the year at the same time. Um, but um, coach of the year, I went back and forth. I was originally feeling Brian Flores from the Dolphins because they, they overachieved, right? But but then I thought about it. You know, this was the year of the changing of the guard. And, yes, the Patriots had all these players opt out and Brady left or whatever. But still, it, it's time to give a little bit of respect to Sean McDermott because I think what he did was so outstanding and to, you know, really solidify that the Bills are not just the new bullies on the block in the AFC East, but they're going to be in a contention for the next bunch of years for the Super Bowl representative for the AFC. And I think he's built this team the right way. And I think, you know, they, they really fixed and thankfully he didn't lose his OC to a head coaching job. Um, but I think he deserves one same with Eric Bieniemy. Um, you know, but I, I think Sean McDermott's coach of the year, um, Derek Henry's offensive play of the year, defensive play of the year, TJ Watt. I called that preseason uh, 15 sacks, 47 tackles for loss. And he had a bunch of deflections, pass blocking deflections. Offensive rookie of the year, a lot of people would just want to give it to the quarterback, Justin Herbert. And I think he had a great year. I didn't see that coming from Oregon. We Neither one of us were like in love with him. But, you know, we knew he had Remember, they were like, can he be a man in, a, in an NFL locker room and, and lead and men? He, and he did great. He was incredible. But to me, I just I, I got to give it to Justin Jefferson. What that kid did was he came in and he's basically kind of house Adam Thielen spot at the number one. Like he's their number one now. Like he's so fourteen hundred yards. He was so efficient, so smooth, clutch. I mean, he had big games. And when Kirk Cousins like had to get a first down or a touchdown, he went to Justin Jefferson this year. So that says a lot replacing Stefan Diggs, who, you know, Stefan Diggs was like a, a hero to most with Buffalo as well. And then obviously defensive rookie of the year is Chase Young. So that that's my, uh, you know, my guys. What, what do you have for the, uh, the awards? So I same same, same at the top, right? MVP, I'm giving it to Rodgers. You could make the argument for uh, Patrick Mahomes, but I think that Rodgers – had just as good a year statistically. Uh, oh, wasn't he 48 and 6? 48, 48 and 5, I think. And, oh, and uh, Mahomes was 38 and 6. 
Yeah. Uh, 13 and three record playing in Green Bay. Now, granted, he has a decent, you know, uh, skill positions, right? Bakhtiari is one of the best. Well, he has a great offensive that line. Made. His offensive line is very good. He's They're got a very three. nice offensive line. Aaron Jones is underrated. Devontae yeah. Adams couldn't be more rated. I mean, he's he's great. He's a top three receiver. Um, so he might be number I, one. Know, he, might he might be. be he one. might be. He's untouchable. You know, as good as Hill is, I mean, Devontae Adams is unstoppable at the goal line. And if the game is all about putting up points, you know, his touchdown, he might, yeah. he might get you up there. You could say Adams, Hopkins, and Hill, you know, and then you throw in Michael Thomas, Julio's dropped a little bit, but I, those are like the top guy. Like, you know, they're just unstoppable. Sure. But go ahead. Sure. So I like Rodgers as the MVP. Offensive player of the year, this one's interesting. It could be Henry, your guy. It could be Mahomie, yeah. Patrick. It could be Stephon Diggs. Yeah. It could even be Deshaun Watson playing with, you know, uh, nobody in particular, especially when they traded and all the turmoil around him. Yeah. And, and it, the fact that Will Fuller got hurt and missed the last, what, five or six weeks. I mean, that was incredible. Like, yeah, Watson was yeah, insane. Yeah. That's why J.J. Watt was, went over and apologized to him and said, sorry, we wasted a season of your career. Yeah. That just That's shows you deep. how important yeah. the quarterback position is and how yeah. frustrating it can be yeah. when they've had so much turnover. And I hope, he gets, I hope he gets out of there. I really do. I do. I got to give, yeah, but you're right. I got to give Derrick Henry. I mean, I, I was going to say Mahomes or Diggs. 2,000 yards. I got to give Derrick Henry the love. 2,000 yards. I mean, that's rare air right there. And and yeah. everybody knew he didn't sneak up on anybody. It was yeah. literally stop me if you can and you can't. No, so and he I agree with Jeff that. Norman and other guys like they were like little children on the field. His stiff arm, like, <laughs> boy, man. He was, you know, he was, he was like from Queensbridge. He was sunning cats. He was You know so. what? That's hard. That's hard to argue. So I'm gonna say Henry too. Um, I wish I could give it to Stefan Diggs, but I, I gotta give it to Henry. Defensive player of the year, you can't argue with TJ Watt, but I'm gonna say Aaron Donald. Uh, well Aaron Donald could get it every year. He could get it every year, right? He's LeBron basically. Uh yeah. he could get it every year. He had 13 and a half sacks. He was the best player on the best defense. So he anchored that defense. He basically is the reason that, um, you know, they were in contention because we all know now that they kind of checked out on, on Jared Goff, trading him for, for Matt Stafford and a whole bunch of picks just to get rid of him. Uh, so, but that's, that's splitting hairs. Aaron Donald and, and TJ Watt are splitting hair, but I'll go with Aaron Donald. Offensive rookie of the year. Uh, you know, it's very close to me. I mean, obviously I like Jefferson because of his accomplishment. Herbert's playing a more difficult position. You have more more to handle as a rookie yeah. quarterback than you do as a wide receiver. So uh, I think I'll go with you, though. Jefferson's my guy. I, I would. That's the one where I could see a tie, right? I wouldn't mind if Herbert you know, <laughs> gets yeah. some love. But, yeah, but Justin Jefferson, I mean, he, he's amazing. Defensive rookie of the year. It's hard not to go with Chase Young. You know, he only, only quote-unquote at eight and a half sacks, but he became the defensive captain, you know, halfway through the season as a rookie. You know, that oh, and really he was double happen. and triple teamed. I mean, that guy, oh, for like, sure. 
he, oh my God. Like he, just watching him, he's, he's like a, he's like a, another Aaron Don. Like he's so special. Yeah. Comeback That's player. Of the year, you know, I called it before the season, mid, yeah. you know, uh, and at the end of the season, Alex Smith. And I would say the coach of the year, I like your Doug McDermott pick and all the same things you said about Buffalo, even though they didn't win the division, I could say about Kevin Stefanski and the Browns. Right? That's a moribund franchise. It's a franchise that everybody was down and out uh, on for many, many years. They get no, they didn't. They, they got over the hump and they, and they normalized and, and, and made it a winning franchise. No, you're right. And he, think he about was... this. They made it a winning franchise. And think about what he had to go through, right? The whole issue with Miles Garrett at the end of the year, right, with the suspension and Pittsburgh, you know, that whole thing at the end of last year. Odell, Odell going Beckham. down early. What week did Odell get hurt? Down. Was that like week four, week three? Yeah, and, and didn't skip a beat. Didn't skip a beat, right? And, Very impressive. Uh, you know, and, and taking – and it's not like Baker Mayfield turned out to be Peyton Manning. Baker Mayfield is a better-than-average quarterback, but that's about it. So, you know, you He's guys, better than Kirk Cousins. Is he better than Kirk Cousins? I think he is, right? I do. Okay, I'll put them in the same category, right? Not much difference. Their games are a little bit different, but, I, you know, I'm not rushing out. He's not as good as Dak Prescott, but he's better than Kirk Cousins. How about that? Okay. I mean, I'll give it to you, but but still, for, for to, to turn around the team, to lose Odell Beckham, to have that controversy with Garrett, the injuries that they had, the COVID, the, uh, yeah. you know, Baker Mayfield being just, you know, uh, I don't want to say just a guy, but being, you know, top, I don't know, top 12. Well, the key was, let's be honest, the key was Hunt and Chubb. Those guys are both, I mean, right. they're both running backs. They're special. Like they're, the Fansky's offensive system. Yeah, so I give him I give him credit. I mean, Doug McDermott okay. could win it and, and is, is very much deserved. Sean, Sean, not Doug. Doug, Doug is, uh, <laughs> Sorry, Doug, is, Doug. Doug is in but, Cleveland or Chicago? <laughs> He's I don't doing, know where oh, Doug's at I saw him the yeah. other day put up like five threes. Oh, is he in Indiana? He's with the Pacers, isn't he? I think he so. Yeah. No relation, though. No, no, no relation. Yeah, he's with the no Pacers. Relation. He's putting up, he's putting up threes with the Pacers. Yeah. yeah. So, but so, yeah, and, so if you give it to Stefanski, would would Flores or McDermott be your number two? I mean, I think they're clearly the top three guys. I mean, you had to be pretty impressed with what Brian Flores did. I, I absolutely was. And, in fact, you could I mean, with no special – I mean, think about it, no less. special weapons at all. And, and, right, and right. Not Remember that so segment much. we used to have, doing more with less. He's doing yes. more with less. That Miami team should not have gone to the – you know, should not have been as good as they were. Yeah, and they just missed the playoffs by the one game. So, no, it, it was – listen, this was a great NFL season. It's going to be a great Super Bowl. You know, Ray's got 11-point win, right, 37-26. Tay has got the 34-33 Tampa Bay upset. I feel like, you know, it could have been easy for me to go with the cheese, but I, I feel like I got to stir the pot. Usually Ray stirs the pot, but this year Tay had to stir the pot. And, you know, going with the heart a little bit. But I think at the end of the day, man, we are going to end this season um, with some great memories, a great game, 
great stars and, you know, through a lot of tough times in our country and our world, you know, maybe this, this one day just creates some, some positive momentum and, um, um, and memories and energy to propel forward to a, a healthier times and some sort of normalcy, right? This, I mean, look, just even playing the game brings back some normalcy, right? I mean, you know, where we were six, seven months ago, we didn't know if we'd have a season or a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So Right. And we um, were we were calling for the NFL to be in a bubble and to be bubblicious just like the NBA and the NHL were over the yeah. summer. And we didn't so, think frankly, I didn't think they'd get the games in. I thought they'd get twelve, thirteen and then have to scramble for some modified play. Well listen, where we knocked the owners with a lot of bad things, like, for example, this year, like, you know, one of the seven jobs, only one African-American coach who basically is like 65 and he might coach for a year or two. We'll see how that plays out in Houston. But you got to give them credit. They put their money up to do the testing, the contact tracing, and give the players credit for staying, for the most part, pretty darn disciplined for a long season to kind of not have, you know, we did have some extensions and delays and Tuesday and Wednesday games, which actually was kind uh, of Wednesday cool. afternoon football. <laughs> yeah, we had some, uh, we had double hitters on Monday night. We had some Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I know it probably made uh, Ray and Tay's wife a little crazy because they're like, isn't football just Sunday, Monday, and Thursday? <laughs> I know my wife was like, what the hell is football doing on Tuesday and Wednesday? This is ridiculous. But, you uh-huh. know, the world changed a little. So, but I'll say this, no NFL combine, very limited with the pro days. And, you know, we'll see how they do the draft might be virtual again, but we just push forward. So brighter days are ahead. And, um, you know, Ray and Tay just wanted to, you know, come back, give you a Super Bowl preview show, a little bit of fun entertainment and hope everybody's safe and enjoys a, a, a good day, a good evening, you know? Yeah. And I think the story as it always is, will be the quarterback who wins. And ultimately, if Brady wins his seventh, I mean, oof, you're setting that bar higher and higher and higher. And if Mahomes wins his second, he at age 25, right, he's well on his way to being in that GOAT category and yeah. challenging No, and I'll say that if Brady wins, he's in the category – separate from football he goes with Jordan and Russell you know and 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 Federer like he goes into that conversation you know that's that's how you're I, right I, you're right and you could argue you could argue they changed the rules about halfway through his career but you could argue that and and, and you know Mike is Mike um, but you could argue he does it in a sport where a 20-year career is unheard of, even unheard if they change the rules. You know what I mean? Like, this is a yeah, sport no. where you're not supposed to last five years, mm-hmm. ten years. No, his health, his health regimen, the TB12, is, is, is the story. You know? Avocado ice cream, baby. <laughs> Whatever it <laughs> takes, man. If you got, you know, Giselle on one side and avocado ice cream on the other side, you know, you're doing, you're doing all right. Okay. <laughs> you're doing all right. You're doing all right. 
All right. Well, listen, we're out. Great show. Oh, Super Enjoy Bowl. Yeah, what's your healthy snack for the game? What do you got? I'm, I'm going nachos, um, and I'm not going to be so healthy. I'm going to do some hummus, some avocado, some celery. Um, I don't eat meat, so I won't do chicken wings. You know, I, I, I want like a um, – I, I don't know. You know, yeah, it, it's kind of like that. It's, it's, it's not super-duper. I haven't got much planned, but I definitely know I'm going to have some – Avocado, celery. I kind of want some uh, some okra and some kale. I'm I'm a veggie guy now, so I'm, I'm I'm all jumping in on that stuff. But I'll have some chips with some guac, you know. All right, all right. But Nothing who's MVP? With that. And what what's what? Give me your snack and your MVP. So my snack is nachos, man. I gotta go with the nachos. Yeah, the nachos. Uh, extra cheesy on the nachos. And my <laughs> MVP, the most valuable poet. It's got to be Mahomes, and I got to go Brady. It's got to be Mahomes. The the only other person it could be, I don't even think Travis Kelsey could win it because I don't think his numbers could be eye popping. Uh, but if if Kels, um, sorry, if Tyreek Hill, Hill were to have yeah. the game that he had in Week Twelve, if he goes for two hundred and three touchdowns, oh, yeah, he yeah, could yeah. pull a Je- he could pull a Jerry Rice and be a receiver winning the MVP. But I think that you know if he goes for two hundred, Mahomes is going to throw for four hundred. So I think ultimately it's, it's hard. It's, it's the hard game. for quarterbacks not to win it. The only way that I think on, on my side is if Devin White had a, a touchdown return and a fumble strip and a couple sacks maybe, and then Mike Evans. Mike Evans would have a shot. He if he does the two touchdowns and like one sixty or something, you know. But yeah, it's pretty much Mahomes or Brady. You're right. I mean, it is what it is. So yeah. On that note, we're out. Great Pray show. For no and rain. I, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, rain. well, you know, it, it's Florida. There'll be rain, but I, you know, it, it 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 does stop. You know what I mean? Let's just hope we don't have the lightning that delays the game. Yeah, you know? fair enough. That's that's the thing, and I'm sorry, I'm not looking forward to the weekend. I like one or two of his songs, but he's not worthy of this yet. I'm sorry, he, he's not that talented. Well, they got. <laughs> They're they're going deep in their bag now, <laughs> so you know they don't want people to, to perform twice. Nah, so now they gotta go find themselves, you know, the artists to perform. But anyway, we'll enjoy the game no less, nonetheless. All right, we are out. Peace, enjoy. Peace, enjoy the game.